Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Koshal Patel. Luxury realtor in America's finest city. Your dream home in paradise is waiting. Buying your piece of paradise with Koshal. Presented on IQ Podcast at Attorney King Studios. Sponsored by Oscar Gastelum, president of Mortgage Hub Incorporated. MortgageHub.loans. Now, Koshal Patel. Hope you're having a fantastic day, fantastic week, all of the above. I'm Koshal Patel with Windermere Homes and Estates. Welcome to my podcast, Buying Your Piece of Paradise with Koshal. Termalin Builders is a boutique custom home builder, which has received dozens of awards for its architecture and design. They build luxury homes primarily in San Diego and over the last decade have built more than 100 custom homes ranging from a million dollars all the way to $10 million. Ben Ryan, the president of Termalin, joins me on my podcast today. And Ben, I'm sure people tell you all the time, you have such a fun, cool job. How did you get started and how did you become an award-winning home builder in San Diego? I got started in a really kind of a strange path. It just is fortuitous. I was in the Navy and um, I was in the SEAL teams for about six years. Uh, I got out right before 9-11, went to business school. And when I got out of business school, the Iraq war was um, you know, sort of heating up. And I ended up going to a private security company that had a lot of business in Iraq. And I, um, we needed we needed housing for a contract we had coming up in Baghdad, and I went over there to find the housing. I couldn't find the housing, but I ended up so I ended up building it. I built a um, what's what's become a twelve hundred person what became a twelve hundred person housing camp in Baghdad, and realized I I liked I liked the building, didn't so much like being in Iraq, and I came back and just kept going. I got back to the states. What a cool story! Well, none of your portfolio looks like anything that I would see in Baghdad. No, no. <laughs> it's stunning. It's spectacular homes. Now, one of the challenges. I, I would imagine of building a home is keeping up with all the codes and things to know as a builder so you uh, protect yourself. Sure. Um, but constantly, what are some of the challenges that you face? I would imagine it's the increase in the price of everything. And what are some of these items and and how much have they gone up? So, yeah, prices have, have been increasing a lot lately. It's A lot of it's lumber um, and wood related. So, you know, with the, when, when COVID started, everybody thought the housing market was going to just seize up and nobody was going to be buying houses. So a lot of the lumber mills shut down operations and you know, they can't start and stop really quickly. And um, at the same time, we had a lot of tariffs on lumber from uh, particularly from Canada. And so the supply all of a sudden got really constrained, you know, partially just in anticipation of people not building, but the opposite thing happened 
from what everybody was expecting and people started, you know, the market got really hot and everybody wanted to build their home and you know, people are spending a lot of time at home and they're focused on, focused on where they live. And so the demand shot up and then, you know, all of a sudden there's this huge demand for materials and for building materials and, and limited supply. And that's, that sent lumber prices skyrocketing. Also, you know, a lot of components, um, for materials to go in houses come from there, there there's a lot of overseas components uh, to some materials and those those prices have either gone up or just gotten really hard to come by so for example like appliances like we're waiting months and months to get uh, kitchen appliances refrigerators and ranges and stuff like that that, that used to be really easy to get mm. before covid yeah but that's not stopping people because we were just talking before the podcast started and you said you're uh, going to visit probably seven or eight uh, work sites today yeah yeah I mean we're we're um, people want to build and we're finding ways we're getting it done we're just ordering materials really far in advance right now and yeah. what challenges, um, uh, aside from just the price uh, increase of, you know, goods, what other challenges, good or bad, have you seen in the last decade when it comes to home construction? Hmm. Not, not, not just COVID-related. Um, so we, we've built, historically, we've built a lot of homes for sale in San Diego. Where we don't, we're not building it for a client, but we're building, you know, we buy an existing house, typically tear it down um, and build a new house in its place. And um, you know, the the market's been really really strong in San Diego over the last decade, and so prices of what we the, the prices of the finished homes we sell have gone up quite substantially. But so have at the same time, you know, so have the the prices of homes that we might buy to to tear down and build a new home. So it's been it's gotten increasingly harder to find a good you know project to to start work on. Yeah, you and some of the other, uh, as they would call themselves flippers or remodelers, would say yeah. the same thing. You know, a lot of people want to get into that business, but sure. it's not as easy as you would think. Um, when it comes to the permitting process in San Diego, um, what changes would you like to see? What changes would I like to see at the, in the permitting process? Well, um, the permitting process itself, it, 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 so some of the changes that everybody would like to have seen have actually been happening over the last several months because of COVID. So just like lots of other businesses, the building department has everybody working at home. And so you can't go into the city and, and meet with you know, meet with planners and meet with, meet with plan checkers and, um, and and discuss your plans really easily So um, and submit your plans over the counter. In fact, when, when – when, um, when COVID started, you used to have to drop your plans off and they would, the plans would get quarantined for 24 or 48 hours before anybody would even look at them. Um, but so we've gone to the, the city of San Diego has gone to online submittal. So you submit your plans electronically now and they're reviewed electronically. And in fact, like when you're, you know, it used to be, you'd get this, um, you know, big set of plans back when you're done, a pro when you get a permit and they have this, um, you know, it's perforated with these holes to sort of prove that that's the, your official set of, um, Plans, but now they just send it back to you electronically with a big watermark on it. So the um, the 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 electronification or, or making everything digital um, has been something that's really accelerated, and that's you know I, I think that's a really good thing. It's going to make things more efficient going forward. That's one of the big things. And can you walk us through the process and timeline of building a home? I'm sure this is your favorite part. So yeah. get excited, <laughs> get close to the mic, and yeah. let's go. So, um, so I mean. So for us, you know, it's typically a um, roughly a ten month process, and you start out with, um, well, if, if we're if we're tearing down an old house, you start out with tearing down the old house and grading your site, and that's maybe um, a month or so, and then your next you know, month and a half is is pouring a foundation, 
and the foundation is your, um, that's, uh, you know, it, it's not sexy or pretty, but that's your, um, it's a really important part of the construction of the house. And it's also the most time variable, uh, component. So if you, um, you know, th- that can be, you know, it can be, can in, in a normal situation, that's a month and a half or something like that. But on a, you know, for building on a, a steep hillside, or if you're digging a basement that can stretch on for, you know, for four or five months sometimes. And that, that's what, that's one of the components that can make a house take a much longer period of time. But once, once the foundation's there, you, you frame the house up and it, you know, everybody thinks that, Hey, well, that house is getting built so quickly. Framing happens really, really, you know, happens quickly and it looks like the house is going up um, super fast, but that, that is, that's just the skeleton of the house. And once the, once the house is framed and all the wood's there and you can see the shape of the house, then you start filling, you start roughing in all your electrical and your mechanical, your plumbing, your, your, your air conditioning duct work and your sprinkler systems. And, um, once, once that's all in and been inspected, you insulate and drywall the house and, and then and, and sheet the outside of the house, waterproof the house, put a roof on it. And then once that happens, now you're getting into the kind of the sort of the fun stuff. The yeah. People, I was just going to say yeah. the fun stuff you get to pick and, and start to see it start right. morphing into your dream home. Yeah. The finishes and the cabinets and the tile and countertops and, um, you know, the things that really people really get excited about selecting. What's the average cost per square foot in San Diego to build a custom home? It's really, there's a lot of variability about it. I like to say that like, you know, saying how much a house costs per square foot, it's like saying how much does a car cost per pound? You know, um, it just depends on what you're building. But most of the, we, I think we build pretty nice homes and most of the homes we build for people tend to be in around the maybe 375, 400 square, uh, dollars a square foot range. But that can, that can vary substantially in either direction. And that doesn't include what? What does that not include? Well, that doesn't include all your your plans and your design and your permitting costs. Your soft, you know, we like call those your soft costs. Okay, the hard so, costs of the construction. Right, and so when you total that up, are you looking at what uh, nine to a hundred, a thousand? Maybe, maybe another hundred thousand, give or take. Yeah, yeah. on top of Probably. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and I know you you probably build all types and styles of homes, but I, but yeah. I, 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 you know, I mean, I just, I love the modern contemporary. Um, is that your favorite? And is that the most popular style you feel in California that you've, or in San Diego specifically that you've really, um, just honed in on? You know, I really enjoy doing things that are different. So like, um, it's hard to say what, like what my favorite style is. I like it when we get a house, that's just different, like really different from anything else we've built. Um, so, and there's a lot of variation within you know, modern and contemporary houses. Um, but I, I would say for sure that, that that's, um, people really like modern and that's probably the most popular thing we're getting asked for the most right now is either modern houses or modern farmhouses. People love both of those. Yeah. You've built dozens and dozens, um, almost a hundred homes. So which one is your favorite? So, I mean, that's a tough question because you probably yeah. have like five that are your favorites. There's a lot of them that I really like. And sometimes the answer is just the last one we built, but, um, we, we built a home. I think we finished about a year and a half or two years ago in, in Pacific beach at the corner of foothill and Loring street. Um, and foothills a really busy thoroughfare in, in Pacific beach, uh, in this house, it's really uh, up above it. So, all the traffic coming or a lot of the traffic coming in out of PB, you see it and it's really, really iconic. It's a very modern house. That's sort of a waterfall roof that, you know, um, it looks like the roof continues down the side of the building. Um, it's, a um, it's, 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 it's very modern, bright primary colors. Um, and it's just cool, catches your attention and it's, um, 
super unique. It was really fun to build, and I think that's probably my favorite right now. How does it make you feel that you get to do this every day and every time you drive by a home that you've built and, um, you know, you've created something so beautiful for generations to enjoy? I mean, a home is around for, you know, centuries. Yeah, it's super satisfying. It's, you know, it's very tangible. You know, you can see, um, you can really see, you see the fruits of what you've done. And, um, you know, it's, it's neat to think, you know, drive by houses that you built. And I, I love seeing people out playing the yard or, you know, sometimes, you know, you're going by and it's evening and you can see people, you, know, you can see the people who are entertaining or having fun inside. And um, that makes you really feel good. One of the nicest things about um, one of my favorite moments is when you turn the house over to the new homeowner and you can see him happy and excited to move in. Um, yeah, it's one of the one of the special things about building homes. We, we have the same thing in common. I yeah. just hand the keys over. You actually yeah. built the home, so <laughs> but that feeling is uh, is unlike anything else. Yeah. Um, any odd requests from clients since COVID started on their home builds? You know, um, so the homes that we're designing, uh, we're we're seeing you know, home gyms are becoming more important, and home offices are becoming important. That would be like the biggest the biggest thing. Um, we had we had a couple that we were building a home for. Um, we'd started that we we were midway through construction when you know in March when when COVID really hit, um, there were people you know, realized hey the, how significant it was going to be, and that that couple we were building this home as a vacation home. They lived out of state and they decided hey you know that's it we're we're retiring and moving to San Diego. We're moving into the home, so that was a pretty significant change. Wow. So. There are a lot of homes, as we talked about in San Diego, which are remodeled or flipped, uh, air quotes, right. in San Diego. What should buyers really be aware of when they're buying one of these homes? Um, yeah, so we're not really a flipper. We're a builder. You know, so we um, some of the homes we build are permanent as, as remodels, but they're really, you know, everything is new. Um, you you want to be careful of um, – you. Um, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of people out that are sort of lip sticking an old house and, you know, putting um, new, new finishes on, on it, but the structure of the house, you know, the, the plumbing, the mechanicals are not necessarily in, um, and the framing's not necessarily in great shape. Um, you want to know who's the most important thing for you is you know, get a good home inspection and know who built your house. You know, was the, um, first of all, was it, you know, was it permitted? I asked to see the permits. Was the um, was the builder licensed and insured? And, you know they should be willing to. You can you can look up any builder on the on the the California State Labor Board's um, website, um, but you should, you should be able to get their license number, look that up, and make sure they're you know every, everything's valid and they've got good insurance. They should be willing to show that to you. Yeah, uh, those are good things to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, when you talk about the top three suggestions of things not to be frugal about when you're building a home or yeah. even buying a home, what should you be splurging on? You know, because yeah. a lot of times you want to cut corners because, you know, you're over budget um, either way, right, when you're building a home. Um, and my dad is building a home in Texas right now. And I'm just like, Dad, you have to get these things, you know, because I'm yeah. all about don't, you know, you're building a home in 2020, make it look like 2020. Don't go old school, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, really a, a lot of things to, to me that, that are most important to the house are some of the things that you don't see. The, um, you, you can, you know, you want to make sure that you have you know, good plumbers, good electricians doing doing the work. Everything behind the walls is is, is solid, is well built. You you want to um, make sure that um, the craftsmanship is is high quality. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you can you can use the most expensive materials in the world, but if it's not put together well, it's just it's it's not a good house. Um, and that really like that's really who who's building it for you. To me, that's the most important thing. You know, some of the finishes you can change out over time if you don't like them. Um, I think things that if, if you're if you're if you're concerned about saving money, um, things like appliances are things that are that are sort of changeable without um, you know down the road you can buy more expensive appliances. Um, the um, but I. I, I think I look at it from a different perspective. I care more about the, you know, the guts and the structure of the home um, and the design. You, you can, it's really important to design the house well and put a lot of focus and effort into the design because uh, again, once the, um, you can build, you can build, if you don't have good plans and you don't have a good design, it's just not going to be a good house and you can't change that once you're building it. Where did, when did open concept become so popular? You know, over the last um, decade or so, you know, it's people want people seem to really like these open floor plans. We've been getting away from you know, the formal dining rooms and closed areas. Some of that's just technology. Is so some of it's the way people live. You know, and people don't want their kitchen to be private. They entertain their kitchen, and some of it's you know that that you know modern building materials. We have the ability now to have big windows and big spans. Um, uh, you know engineered beams that can that that just weren't capable um we weren't capable of building you know as easily 30 or 40 years ago mm-hmm. yeah. and when it comes to the hot trends let's talk about what's hot in flooring and the cabinets yeah. and you know all that good stuff we're seeing a lot of white oak everybody loves white oak these days yeah. um and it's nice you know um it's, it's especially in san diego and it gives you a really beachy look um seeing a lot of modern farmhouses a lot of whites and grays, um, and um, and again, a lot of modern homes. So, how long do trends last for? Because you know, we were seeing white, you know, in two thousand eight. You know, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's been more than you know, it's twelve years, and you know, there's still people still love that white. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think they they cycle. You know, so the things you know every. You see trends tend to last two or three years. Like the modern farms we've been seeing for three or four years now, and they're still popular. But, you know, maybe three or four years from now, they're not. What's next? I, I, what do you think you know, is next? I, I don't know. <laughs> but what I will say is I, I think it's really important to pick things and pick finishes that are timeless. Um, so you want things that even if it's not the, um, like, like you know, a, a nice white oak floor is never going to be out of style. You know, it might not be, you know, maybe there's going to be a day when people are going back to dark floors and you know, different types of hardwood, but it's always going to look nice. It's always going to have that sort of, it's never going to feel, no, nobody's going to say, ever say, oh, that's so, you know, 2021. Right. Yeah. And is the option of building a custom home getting more complicated or um, not realistic in San Diego since we have a shortage of, you know, there's the inventory, the lack of inventory is, is really a crisis and, and then the land. Yeah. So it's getting, it's getting more expensive. Uh, but I, I don't think, um, it's, they're going to, you know, people are still, in fact, you know, people are building more now than they ever were, despite the fact that it's really hard to find, you know, uh, uh, you, you don't, you don't find new lots so much in San Diego, like you do in, in some other cities. You have to find something to tear down, but the existing housing stock's still aging. You know, there's still homes that are, you know, every 10 years, the homes are 10 years older than, than they used to be. And there's homes falling into more disrepair, you know, even in nice neighborhoods that make sense to, um, to rebuild. So there's still stuff there. You just, you got to pay more for it. 
And so that comes, you know, pay more for it. And that leads to my next question. So is it, is custom home building only for the wealthy? It, it's an issue. I mean, yeah, custom homes are expensive and especially in our city. Um, they're, um, you know, they're, they're not, you know, for, for most people, it's not really, you know, I, I think it's more of a, like a personal, personal and lifestyle decision when you're building a custom home, you're not, it's not always so much in an, an economic investment as something that you, you know, you're building because you want it and you want to live in it. Um, but it's getting, yeah, it's, it's getting more and more expensive. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. Well, you know, you there's that's the price to play or yeah. pay, I guess, to, to live in America's finest city. You know, the, the cost of things are continue to go up. Um, what excites you and scares you when you think of home building and maybe the next 10 years? Because you've been doing it for more than a decade. Uh, what is what is the future look like? Gosh, it's a, it's a tough question. Um, the. You know, um, so we have, here's an interesting thing. We have the California Coastal Commission in, in San Diego. So a lot of our coastal and particularly in more expensive areas, and really it's the areas that we, we tend to build in, um, fall in the California Coastal Zone. And it's a, it can be, depending on the neighborhood, it can be a really lengthy, arduous process to get stuff approved through the California Coastal Commission. Um, and there are rules in various jurisdictions where you, you can leave a certain amount of the you know, existing framing from the old house and bypass a coastal development permit. Because when you're, you're, when you're in the coastal zone and you want to build a house, not only do you need a building permit, but you also have to get a coastal development permit. And sometimes you, you have to get the coastal development per, per, permit before you can go get the building permit. And I think in speeding that up, um, like the city of Coronado has a great program where um, – it's it's streamlined. Uh, it's very streamlined and very fast. And I'm excited to see more municipalities, city of San Diego in particular, but also, um, you know, Encinitas and, and other, other municipalities in San Diego that, that have a lot of land inside the coastal zone adopt something that's similar to what Coronado has. Well, your portfolio of homes is stunning, Ben. I'm not the first or the last person to tell you that. And I really look forward to one day selling a home built by Termalin one of these days. Ben thank Ryan, you. the president of Termalin Builders, thank you so much for your time and insight. Remember, if you are looking to buy or sell your home or build your dream home with Ben, we can get you in touch with him. And of course, my team would love to help you have a seamless experience, whether you're buying or selling. Give us a call at 858 244 3298. Again, that number, in case you missed it, is 858-244-3298. Have a blessed day.